0: The conference was jam-packed with a lot of good news. Um, there were a lot of um, good things, such as overall continued dis- desire to disciple and grow leaders. Grow leaders with our church and also grow churches. To develop a learning platform on their website. If you're interested in learning about discipleship, contact one of us. We have the website. It was an honor to hear Bishop Kendall preach for the very last time. He is stepping down as the superintendent of the Midwest. Um, the bishop, yes, sorry. He's the bishop of the Midwest, and he is stepping down. So it was an honor hearing him preach. Um, he kept my attention for at, least an, for at least an hour when he was preaching. And if you don't know me, my attention span lasts about 15 minutes, and that's it. So it was, pretty, it was pretty awesome. One thing he said stuck out to me like a sore thumb. And he said, if our hearts are not set on sharing Jesus' love with the Holy Spirit, Jesus' love, God's love, at the center of us sharing, the Western church is dead. And that's literally how he started his sermon. And that really stuck out to me. That really stuck to me personally, because I've always thought about, yes, when you show Jesus love, Jesus love, Jesus love. But I never was that, um, how should I put it, direct, if you will. And that really got me thinking. And He referred to multiple verses, but the one I want to point out is actually the one that Elizabeth just read. It was Romans 1 through 5. And he specifically keyed in on verse 5. He says, And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. So essentially, we need the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit needs to be at the center of it. And God's love, Jesus' love, needs to be a center of what we're doing. It's more than just a high-five or a handshake now. It's more than just that. We need to grow from the inside out. I get very passionate about this, so if I get emotional, bear with me, I'm sorry. Um, but when, it, when he's at the center of it, that's what we need to do. Instead of saying high five, we need to ask them how they're doing and not expect more than just, I'm good, or I'm fine. Why are you fine? Why are you good? Can I please have your name? Can we please talk? Can we please share? I feel like with God's love at the center of it, We can do just that. Because no one will give a serious listen until they are stunned with love. And that's another thing he said and that stuck out to me, no sore thumb. No one will give a serious listen to what you wanna say unless they are stunned with love, unless they are stunned with us listening to what they are saying, to their feelings and their thoughts, even if they don't believe the same thing we do, it's good of us to stun them to just sit there and listen and say, what can I do for you? If we do that, every single one of us does that with one person from inside this church out. It's more than just Kevin and Melanie. It's more than just myself. It's more than just Kelly Young and all the leaders that we have here. If we do that, every single one of us can share Jesus' love with love being the center. It's not, the lo- it's not how do we grow. It's how do we love. That's the center. The love of Jesus dying on the cross and gave us the Holy Spirit to be poured into our hearts. Um, I've said this a couple times to Rachel and myself as well. Or, and some other people as well. But I always like to keep it simple. That's just me. I'm a more simple guy. Let's keep it simple. Simplistic. It's definitely easier said than done. That is for sure. And it looks different for a lot of us. And... For me, it's how I can make life interesting at work. I also get the privilege to listen to other coworkers and they can ask me, well, what's the difference between this church and this church? And I got to have that conversation with someone and it was a short conversation. I wish I could have extended it, but we were on the record line, so, you know. <laughs> our supervisors may not like doing So, or it can be one of my coworkers who six texts me, we call her TP for short. Um, long story short, I was too embarrassed to say her to ask her name because I sat next to her for three months and she transferred a payment one time and I saw her initials. It's the first initial and the last name. So I'm like, ah, T-Ping, that's a cool name. So I turned around, and I was like, hey, T-Ping. And she's like, would you just call me? I was like, it's like a wrestling name. Welcome to LZB, SmackDown WWE Raw, featuring T-Ping in one corner. <laughs> so ever since then, I've, I've called her Teresa once this past month. And she's like, What's my name? I'm like, all right, T Ping. She's like, That's right. I like, All right, all right. She makes she bright, tries to brighten every one day that's around her. It's it's amazing. Like you can you can tell when T Ping's not in the room because there's just that emptiness. I would invite her to um uh, to a church, but we actually talked a little bit and she likes to try and show God's love. We actually had a good conversation about that once. And so what does that mean for us as a church? How do we grow as individuals from the inside of this building out, from inside out? Well, I think we're doing it. I think we're starting that. The spiritual retreat that Kellyanne, Anne Marie, and Melanie that are all conversing to get that done and having our prayer field out there, that's starting it. We are doing it. God's work we are doing good things I do truly believe that we are starting this movement with all our hearts and it's going to look different it's going to look different for everyone so one of the most powerful things I have personally learned while spreading the gospel is prayer and knowing God is eager to love others with God at the center of it because I truly believe that um, As, I don't remember the exact term, so maybe um, I can get corrected later, but it's from Into the Woods. It's nice is different than good. I truly, truly believe that. There's a difference between leaving and giving someone a $20 gift card, or um, just a simple act of niceness back in April, um, giving someone just tickets. To something, and they just expected, they were like shocked, They're like, are you sure, are you sure? I'm like, yes, take it, it's fine, it's okay, I, I don't need it, that's fine. So, with that being, being said, as they stated multiple times throughout the conference, we are pressing on, as they say. Which, if you want the annual report for pressing on, it's on the mag, it's on, it's back there. There's about four copies, and it's where you sign up for lawn mowing. If anyone else wants a lawn mower, I just want to let you know we're having a zero turn mower soon. Impressive. So, with that being said, one of the most powerful things is to pray and show God's love. So, how? So, my challenge to you this week to go out and find unique ways to get out of our shelves. Ask ourselves, what I like to do once a day, and I want to do it more, is I like to pray in the morning and pray at night. And my uh, prayer is, could be different from all of yours. My personal prayer is, how can I show God's love? It's not, how can I preach the gospel? How can I show someone God, God's love to someone, an individual at work, if, even if it's by talking to them, or knowing that they're having a bad day and just making them chuckle? which, without getting in too much trouble, the So, as we grow out of our shell, because, let's let's face facts, so for failure to thrive is lack of love. And I truly feel that we are continuing to do that, so let's press on, um, and with that being said, if we can pray really quick, is that okay? Can we do that? Because I find prayer one of the most powerful things in the entire world. Um, So God, thank you so much for uh, the opportunity to be at an annual conference with everyone and um, to learn uh, Bishop Kendall's word. And it was a scary, it was scary what he said, but it was so true. And I feel like each and every one of us inside this church and outside can find ways to touch someone's hearts through the Holy Spirit with you at the center of it. So let us continue on this week with you at the center and allow each and every one of us to feel the Holy Spirit in our hearts so that we may be able to touch someone else's life this week, whether it's one person, multiple, it doesn't, numbers don't matter. What matters is that we're able to touch someone's life with you, Lord. So please let us do that this coming week and the weeks to follow. In your name we say, amen.
1: Like Clay to come and share uh, a brief takeaway. Um, So if you haven't heard already, you really need to be here on June 30th, because not only are we doing a fun hymn sing and a fun potluck. Um, But we're doing, uh, we're going to hear testimonies of our new members and our new local ministerial candidates. So we'll be anointing Clayton and Kellyanne and Rachel and Mark um, to be uh, moving into a ministry, an official ministry, either the deacon, the diaconate, or um, conference, uh, conference ministerial candidacy for for ordination. So you don't want to miss that Sunday, but I invited Clay at the very last second, like Tuesday. I said, Clay, any chance you're free Thursday? You want to come to, to St. Joseph with us? So he came and got his first taste uh, of annual conference, and he'll be going to general conference this summer in Florida. Yes,
2: yeah, so like Melanie said, my name is Clayton Blackwell. In um, the very last minute, I was like, sure, I'm free. I'll, I'll drive across the state for a conference. Sounds cool. Um, but when I was reflecting on what were my takeaways, um, first and foremost, it was just real confirmation that, like, this is where I belong, and these these are the people I belong with, the people called Free Methodists. Um, and so that was really fulfilling, and, um, it just gives me the energy to continue forward in this year of discernment as a local ministerial candidate. Uh, but the takeaways from the conference, I think, um, Thinking back to one that I went to a while ago, in Spring Arbor we talked about reaching out, reaching in, and reaching up. And that's what I saw there at the conference. I saw reaching out towards the lost. And I I think one of my favorite parts were the videos that highlighted what different churches in the conference were doing. Um, And during one of those, the Detroit Initiative, they were talking about dinner church, and I just happened to look over at Mark and Mary Kreiderman. And to see their reactions, to see the people they love who are in their dinner church on the screen, was just beautiful. They had these big, giant grins on their faces and they were laughing because those are the people they love. I saw our love for each other within the church. I saw, uh, we had um, one of the ministers in our conference pass away earlier this year. And there was a a short eulogy by someone who knew him really well. And I just was very moved by that because we were collectively grieving together and we loved each other and showed it that way. And then finally through taking communion at the very end of the conference, um, we had two elders who we ordained at the end of our conference And they were the ones leading communion, and it was just such a beautiful time to be all together and to be united under the table together. And during that time, it was asked, has anyone not been served? And kind of popping all around the room uh, were different people reading how many people across just our area of Michigan alone have not yet been to the table. And that just really deeply moved me. So I would say those are the three things that I took away from the conference. Thank you. you.
3: It's always good to uh, take some new friends to a conference you've been to a few times because you see it through fresh eyes. And so thanks, Clay and Mark, for letting me see annual conference in a new way. And um, Rachel went too, but we haven't heard from her yet. (laughs) And um, it'll be good to see where God leads the four of you, you know, as LMC's as we keep going forward. It is good to be one of God's people. Our gospel reading this morning is from Luke chapter 16, verses 12 through 15. And you have the page number in your bulletin there if you'd like to take a look at that. The page your... John. We have John. Oh, Sorry. So reading from John. That's what yeah. I have open. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're... One moment. Melanie's double-checking. Let me tell you the page number. What verse is it? We have page 87. Uh,
0: that's John, right? John? I, don't, I didn't put up the bulletin. Oh. It's John chapter
3: That's correct. So the only problem was that I said Luke. Oh, you said
1: Luke?
3: Apparently. Oh. I
1: didn't make a mistake. Yes, this was not your fault.
3: And I will say that loudly from the front. So yeah, Luke, John chapter 16, 12 through 15. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you, and all that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The word of the Lord. My experience at annual conference, it, it, was, it was funny, because the first time that Mark had me understand a little bit differently what annual conference could be is Mark kept calling it a vacation. <laughs> and I kept in my head, I was thinking of it as work. And so it, it, was, it was cool, because like every time he'd be like, yeah, we get to go on a trip, and everyone at work was like, really cool, where are you going, and he's like, to a conference. And, like, it was, just, it was just refreshing to me to kind of see, like, yeah, this is me getting to go and hang out with all of, you know, my coworkers in Christ, these people that I know and love. Like, yeah, why not call this a vacation? Why not enjoy the work that God has given me? And so I, I think that too often we as Christians, we kind of get into this mindset, like, been there, done that, got the T-shirt, been to church. I've got this Bible that I carry around in my pocket, but I was talking to Ray Babcock who's this guy who works down at World Headquarters, the World Ministries headquarters down in Indianapolis, right? And he was telling me how excited he was because there's this ministry where if you raise half the money for Bibles, they'll raise the other half, and you can ship a couple hundred Bibles to a place that has trouble getting them, right? And I'm thinking, hey, you know, I wonder if all of the kids in the church and school in Togo have Bibles, and if not, I wonder how much it would cost for us to, you know, pass a plate, take a collection, make it happen. Why not do that? Or why not, you know, make a phone call or see a video from Vicki with some of the kids that we're sponsoring? Why not make a connection with someone halfway around the world? Why not do the things that God has called us to do? Because we always have reasons. I always have excuses for why I can't do that just yet. Or, well, you know, it didn't really mean to do that. Or, you know, all those times that Jesus says, well, you'll do greater things than me through the Holy Spirit. That didn't include raising people from the dead. Or did it? One of the things that I am hoping to expect can't even say I'm quite there yet. What I am praying that God changes in me is that I will begin to expect miracles by the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I want to be able to expect that when I pray for someone that they will be healed because God is a God of healing I want to be able to expect that when I pray for God to provide, if somebody is short on food or has a hospital bill, they don't know how in the world they're going to handle. I want to be able to pray that God will miraculously drop some money in that bank account and you won't know where it came from, but it's going to take care of whatever it is you need. I want to I pray for the faith that has the Holy Spirit at the center of all things, that believes that the God who created the universe that I believe limits me. I want to believe that the spiritual world and the physical aren't as separate as I think they are. I was told in middle school and elementary school growing up that sitting through this earth this is the dot and then line is eternity and you do what you can here in the dot on earth you do the right things you say the right things you hopefully are a good person you follow what the bible says and then you have all of eternity to enjoy the products of your labor so live the way you should now because of eternity some other day but then in the lord's prayer that we're going to pray in just a second jesus says Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Present tense. I want this to happen now. I want the kingdom of heaven on earth as it is in heaven. That's like one of the four things that's in the Lord's prayer that he asks for. What would it mean if every church and every Christian believer was walking around a literal slice of heaven? The power of God Almighty reaching out to fix what is broken, to mend what is wounded. To love your neighbor. I have no idea what that would look like, but I want to find out. And so I I read this psalm. I read psalm, the O Lord, our sovereign. How majestic is your name in all the earth. You've set the glory above the heavens. With your fingers, you've done all of these creative things. And out of the mouths of children come your praises. This is who you are. This is how high you are. This is how wonderful you are. And then what is man that you are mindful of us? Like I've seen the products of what men do and women do. And it's not that impressive. The people of Babel could build a really, really tall tower. But God said, this this is not good. This is not what you should spend your time doing. You don't need to build monuments to yourself. This is not it. I'm going to scatter you around because then maybe you'll figure it out. What I meant when I said to have dominion over the earth. It's not to have control. It's not to have empire and power. It's to be able to sustain and build and grow. Mark's not wrong. I wish y'all could meet Teresa Payne, T-Payne. You know, Melanie for the longest time was thinking of someone of oriental descent who is this tiny, frail woman or something. T-Payne is a loud, boisterous, happy 50-something white woman. (laughs) Right? So like, the the name doesn't really do her justice. But you walk in, and from halfway across the room, she goes, how you doing? You know, like, she just, she sees people. The way that we should see people. So, I don't have a punchline other than this. I think that too often we give our kids toys and they get super excited, they rip out all the wrapping paper, and especially younger kids. You know, you spend some good time and money on picking out their present and they play with the wrapping paper. Then they grab the box and they build a box fort. And then they steal the box from your gift and they use it to build the fort bigger. And the thing that you you invested in, the thing that you said, you know, you really, you need this. (laughs) I think that there are two lessons to be learned there. One is that maybe our kids don't need what we think they need. But I wonder how many times God gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. God gives us his power and his glory revealed in this scriptural book we've got. And instead of using it to connect to the infinite power of the God and creator of the universe, we play with the wrapping paper and we do fill in the blank Bible studies and we never get around to actually loving our neighbor. My prayer is not that we should know lots of stuff about God. My prayer is that we would be like God, and God is love. I have no idea what that's gonna look like for us, but I wanna stop playing with the wrapping paper. I wanna stop selling God short and saying, well, God, I can can pray, and it's gonna make him feel a little better for now, but we'll see what actually happens. I wanna pray and go, God, I know you can fix this. So we're just letting you know, because you already know. But this is us publicly giving you credit for what I believe you're going to do. Because you are good. And healing is good. Provision is good. And so often I think of this table as repentance. Turning from one thing to another. Today, at least, for me, I'm thinking of this as turning away from the wrapping paper and turning toward the actual face of God.